In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Are you intentionally being intentional? Welcome to GirlfriendIt, a great place to connect and girlfriendify your life. We're Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. All right, I have a quote that I want to share with you. It's uh, It says, it's not what you gather, but it's what you scatter that tells what kind of life you have lived. And I want to qualify this as what you scatter is not being scattered. Because <laughs> I know a lot of times we feel more scattered than we're scattering. Why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I won't, I won't comment anymore. <laughs> well, that is an interesting quote. I really like that. And today we'll be discussing with our guests a little bit about what they're scattering. And when we say scatter... We're talking about the remarkable things that they are scattering and how it usually starts. So we have to say a little bit about um, what we scattered yesterday. We had a great day. We had a really, it's one of those days you sit back at the end of the day and you go, okay, I just want to kind of ponder in it a little bit because you realize that it wasn't just about the day. It was about so many days that led up to make that day happen. And I think that's, it goes back to, we're talking today about being intentionally intentional. Did I say that right? <laughs> and so many times, you know, you look at you, know, you look at events or things in life that happen, and it's really not about that event. I've been a lot of pre-planning and intentionality to get to that point. And so yesterday, we were invited down to, with this um, organization that we have kind of collaborating with, and it's really our heartbeat, Streetlight and Branded Phoenix, with to eradicate child sex slavery community. Um, Phoenix being one of the top cities in the world for it but what was so fascinating is we got invited it was a select group and to watch the governor sign a new bill into law that they called the john bill and she actually signed it in in may and i know we had talked about it then that how exciting that we are able to be a part of this historical movement but to be able to actually witness it yesterday mm-hmm. was so neat and um just being around remarkable people and realizing that you're something that is so remarkable. And as we mentioned before, back in May, that this bill, um, it went from the John bill, it went from now when Johns do get caught um, with these young gals, that it's not just a misdemeanor. They're not just getting slapped on the on their hand, but it, it, it is a felon. Well, and what they would say is, I did not realize they were young. And yeah. so it's kind of like, all right, you go on your way. Now it's, it's taken a lot more serious and it, and it was nine, 9 o'clock in the morning. It was warm. Very, very, very warm. warm. So yes. we were glowing standing yes. out there. But what was so funny is we get there, we drive. And for us, it was quite a drive that morning, which gave us plenty of time to just kind of download and talk and stuff. 
But we get out of the car, and you know, you're you're in the kind of you know you're in the presence of greatness. You're going to be walking into intentional people have that are doing and have done remarkable things. So you're kind of on your best behavior. You kind of dress up a little bit for the event, and you know, just go, okay, I I have to behave and act like an adult a little bit more. So we get out of the car, and you're in. That, I know where this is going. Oh yeah, you should. And you're trying to be dignified a little bit, or at least. Look a little bit dignified, and I, so I was wearing a suit. I did and you did—you dressed up. You had a suit, a nice little summer suit going on, and so we, you know, we we did our part. So we're getting out of the car, and we're about ready to walk across the parking lot where there's all these people gathered in cameras. And I looked at you, and I don't know what made me look down, but your zipper is wide open. And I, I look at you, and I, Patty, your zipper is open. And to what you said, I don't think so. It's just, you know what? why we have girlfriends around because not everybody can um can point that out yes indiscretions of your life so thank you my <laughs> fine friend for letting me know that i was completely exposed ready to walk in i had your back that's what it's all about <laughs> and my front and yes. your front because good. yes that would not have been a good thing on camera and especially since we did have our um our picture taken with the governor <laughs> it would have been really nice that you're, you know, it was nice that you were presentable in the there picture. There would have been a lot of cropping going on to take it <laughs> if it had been otherwise. But yesterday was a significant day, and it's so neat to be a part of that. And that's what we're talking about today is, you know, being a part of something that is is remarkable. And are you being intentional um, with that in just the way that your thoughts are, the way um, your relationships go, time, money, diet, exercise? What are we being intentional with? Well, and you know what? I think there's so many areas of life you look at and you go, I, I must be intentional, whether it's relationships. Um, I know I just we got to have the just even having fun and, and fun seems insignificant to people like being intentional with fun. But I love that about you. It's like you always bring that fun element and we both are driven by fun. And we say it's it's very silly, but it's very significant because when you do give pe- people permission to laugh and to have fun, it brings the walls down. And so you had, well, it's your birthday month, I'm going to say, because you don't just have one day that you celebrate. It's really the whole month that you just, from every angle, you just milk your birthday. So <laughs> I, it's just one continuously grazing party for you. I do like to celebrate it. But what we did is we had a Titanic movie party the other day, and it was um, with all of my family, my nieces and, and um, nephews and my sisters and it, what's really neat about having like a Titanic party is be creative. And in this situation, we all dressed up like we were going on the Titanic. I had I pulled a, a raft into the house and I had life vests all over. You had a photo op, a little corner where people could have their photos with the stacked luggage and yes, the life and raft. And they loved it because they went to Savers and Goodwill and they bought all kinds of fun hats and earrings and dresses that you would really see going on the Titanic. I mean, it was hysterical. Uh, my sister had the whole boa and the gloves and the hat. She was the unsinkable the- Molly Brown, it sounds like. <laughs> and, yeah, my daughter was wearing her fur jacket. You know, it wasn't real fur, okay, for those of you that got upset at that. <laughs> a faux fur. And um, it was just a lot of fun. But then throughout the movie, what makes it fun is, like, in the part where, you know, Rose gets a little nude in the in the yeah. painting. We like to fast forward through that because I guess I'm a purist, Puritan or something. I don't know. But um, we had uh, a little activity where they had to draw a rose. And people got really creative. Some used markers and pens. And um, some actually did it in 3D with napkins from the, the table. And, of course, my sister being... Um, 
as bizarre as she is, she actually put two dollars in the in her drawing to bribe the judges. So and the judge it, was a nine year old. <laughs> so it works. <laughs> but um, just you know, fun, silly little. I had salt and pepper luggage um, um, shakers that we gave away as gifts for the prizes. So um, that that makes it really fun to be able to um, have, you know, just fun gifts and, and be creative and be intentional. And I know, you know, even in the dead scene, we had everyone, um, laying around and they had to fake dead. And once again, we had gifts coming in. So, well, and in yesterday when, um, you have a bunch of girlfriends that you want to, you, you, you see, and you don't see them very often because you live all over the place and you go, we need to go to lunch or we need to do coffee. And yet you don't make it happen because it's always we need to, and it's it's so elusive. And so we made it happen yesterday. We with three other gals, and we went to lunch, and we had a blast. And we we all kind of look at each other, and going, "Why don't we do this more often?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, because it's really hard to do it." So we're okay to make it like a semi-annual thing. But it's even being intentional with relationships because relationships and time together doesn't just automatically happen. You have to really go, "Okay, what date?" When can we get together? And that's what we've even found. When, when you just, you know, when you meet with people and you know you really want to get together, you almost have to say, okay, when is a good time so you can be intentional of making it happen? Well, and you find yourself wanting to be around intentional people. You know, I mean, that you look at history and who are the people that you're, you know, drawn to and you want to learn more about. And, you know, like Nelson Mandela, I know you just watched the movie Invictus and, and I, you know, read his story. And, you know, he doesn't necessarily have the same faith. That, that we have and desire, but it's still, this is an incredible man. Well, and what was so amazing about it is here he had spent 27 years in a prison cell, this little tiny prison cell. He gets out of prison, and he's like 70 years old. And I didn't realize all this because, I mean, I, you hear history and you read the news, but I didn't really totally engage. But he was 70 years old, and then he becomes the president of South Africa at 73. And it's a story of how he has to unite this country that has just, experienced, you know, a civil war, basically, and all this. And yet, it was the power of forgiveness and being intentional with leading the country through this time to get him to the other side. And here he is, 73, 75 years old. And I think so many times we, we give excuses why we can't be intentional and why we can't lead and why we can't do things because of our age or our situation or economics. And um, most people would have said, you are so fine to not um, even have to to do anything. You can just rest. You've been spending time in prison, and yet from his lens, he probably went, but I've been resting for 27 years. Well, and we see that a lot in the, the baby boomers with, you know, as women are, are getting older, it's almost like they feel like they need to pass the baton on to, to the younger, and um, you have to stop long enough to really take inventory of your life, and we get so caught up in, in all the business and, oh, my, you know, my kids are out of the house now. Like, I've, I've lost my identity of yes. who I am. Yes. I, I a role know. has changed in my uh, life. Yes, and instead of going, a role has changed, this is a fabulous time for me to reinvent myself and really do some remarkable things and, and change the world. Instead, I, you know, you kind of fall into that category of, oh, I've, I've lived my life or something, or it's mm-hmm. time for the next person to step up to the plate. You've got to check out, things. and you kind of go on autopilot. And I think that's what is exciting. I, I love the show, and, and our guests... Ron coming up, we'll be talking about how he really, even in business, he's very and very intentional with his business and how he leads his employees and even his customers. And you look at so many businesses today, 
And it's the one, the ones that are really thriving are the ones that have really been intentional, intentional with their core values, intentional with how they're going to treat even their employees internally and how they treat people externally. And you see that in, in companies such as, you know, Nordstrom's or whatever. So it is exciting to see when people really do live intentional and kind of what are their, their secrets and their secret ingredients. So coming up, we are so excited to have Ron, who is uh, the president of a scuba shop and Aquatot. We're going to hear more. Great. Stay with us. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Togginap. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Mommy Mentor with Phyllis Palmetta is on Toginet, Tuesday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. The Mommy Mentor is all about family, daily life struggles, saving money, weight loss, cooking, organizing, relationships, and a touch of inspiration and motivation. Phyllis ensures through the Mommy Mentor that moms have a voice, a shoulder, a friend. Phyllis is an amazing woman who has the ability to weather the storm with her pearls on and keep right on going. And the Mommy Mentor was born of that spirit because at any given moment, you might find yourself in need of support from someone who has been there. And Phyllis has definitely been there. With her husband and three kids, the struggles they faced, that's what the Mommy Mentor is all about. One mommy showing support for another mommy. Whether you're a seasoned veteran mommy or a brand new mommy, the Mommy Mentor is here to offer you support, share stories, connect on a spiritual level, and make new friends. Check out themommymentor.com. And then don't miss the show, The Mommy Mentor with Phyllis Palmetta. Tuesday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Okay, I don't know if you've heard the quote, you get what you got when you do what you did, but (laughs) we like that quote. And our next guest, Ron, he definitely gets what he got. He's done done did it. He he has done did it. And uh, we are so excited to to have him on. He's a successful businessman. But what makes Ron just so exciting to, to talk to is that not only is he successful in his business life, 
but also in his personal life. And so many times um, it's just neat for, for other women to see not only what other women are doing, but also what men are doing to um, have that balance, to have it not only, you know, in the corporate world, but also to bring it home into your life. So, Ron, welcome to the show. Good morning. <laughs> hey, we are excited because we, we know we talk about you behind your back. Sometimes just because <laughs> we, we see what you're doing and, and the difference you're making and that um, we have so many women so many times that go, are there any good men left out there? And you know what? You are one of them. And we are just, we just appreciate you and just your leadership, like, like Patty said, not only professionally, but personally within your family and just with, with kids and you have a heart for kids and really helping other men just engage in a healthy way and, and leave a good legacy. So, um, we just want to talk to you about several different things and kind of like your operating values. And, and, you know, obviously you, you started and you, you own, um, a couple of businesses and right. how did you know that how you wanted to lead it, lead them? Well, I, I think the, the thing that when when we first got involved in the business world, I left the fire department. I had an opportunity to work at the fire department and left and chose to do a small business. And, and the reason I chose that was simply to be a dad and, and be around. And mm-hmm. so by doing that, it, it changed our entire perspective of what we thought we were going to grow up to be versus what we are today. And uh, I think the thing that stands out for me the most is when we talk about dads or as a father, just if we can change the heart of a, a dad, we'll change a family. And uh, so that's that's kind of where where my heart is and in the passion of, of engaging dads to fight for their families and, and be for them and become intentional. Well, and you have done some remarkable things with that, but even through your business, how are you able to um, to activate that? Well, I think the when Paul and I partnered together, we just we made the commitment in saying if we're going to live out the way we believe, we're going to do that by our actions, by those that we employ, and then the customers that we interact with. So we have uh, multiple companies all in the same building in lots of different facets, but it, usually where it's expressed is when things are challenging, um, that's really where the people see who you really are, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's really either where you gain respect and influence or you move that away, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, especially in the last 15 months with the economy and all the challenges with that, we've ended up being able to influence even more simply by leading from our hearts, leading from what we believe we're, we're called to do. Well, you know, I, one of your core values in talking with you, Ron, has been relationships over profit. Mm-hmm. And many times in businesses, it is always about the bottom dollar. And we realize you, you have to have money, obviously, uh, yeah. to keep afloat and to keep moving. But when you have that as a core value, putting relationships first, it has to trickle into your home life as well. You can't right. focus on that so much in your business and then come home and treat your, your family like poo, you know? <laughs> you, yeah. you have to make that happen. Did so, you say a dirty word? I did say a dirty that, word. That's the technical term. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that was written in your core value as well. But what, um, what do you do to keep that your focus? How do, you, like, do you have an example of how you're putting relationships over profit? 
Well, yeah, I can think of a couple of them. I'll put it in into the work context and then tie it back to home. Um, one of the things that we've done at work is when we say relationships over profit, that that goes for the if we're talking specifically work related as an employee working for us. Paul and I spend most of our time not working on work stuff, but it's typically working on relational things that are something. There's a crisis in one of the employees' lives. You know, something's just tragically going on in Aram. work. No, I'm, I'm sorry. teasing. Sorry. <laughs> so, so, so we have we have the issue of we're dealing with the relationship there, and then where we end up spending time with them, just kind of mentoring them through that. And then the the opposite side of that is when we leave work at home is is at five five fifteen, just cutting it off and saying. I need to be home. I need yeah. to be. I, I need to disconnect from the all the the relentlessness of work and say, God help me, just be engaged and be at mm-hmm. home instead of it sucking the life out of us. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you, as a as a father, very hard to do, but it's it's worth pressing on to try to do, so we can have an opportunity. And case in point, yesterday, our kids, my. Uh, kids and my wife took me to Joe's Crab Shack and we were sitting there eating and I was trying to be engaged at my favorite place to eat at <laughs> and Jane's looking at me saying, honey, are, are you are you here? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, one of those things that I'm saying, God, it's just such a painful day today. Yes. And, and I just need a minute to just, would you just bear with me as I just try to regroup, but to be humble enough to say to Jane... Dana, I just need you to to pray for me and help me work through this because here's what's on my heart, and I need to leave it at the door so I could be here with all of you. And and it's just it's a it's a it's a constant wrestle. I, I would say after 19 years of doing it, I, I wish I could say I haven't mastered. I don't, but I certainly am trying. Well, and you know, you bring you said you know you got to humble yourself, but also how I'm hearing what you're saying is it goes back to good communication because you communicated to your wife. Here's where I'm at right now. This is what I need from you. I need you to just give me a few moments and be patient and let me kind of, I've had a painful day. I think so many times we don't even communicate to those around us what's going on inside of us or maybe an experience. And so they're reacting to their assumption of something that's not really reality. And I think it's really important that we always communicate to people, you know, in a very respectful way and just say, right. here, here's, here's where I'm at. Here's, Here's what's going on right now, just so people can understand more and give them that knowledge of where it's at. And I think that's really significant, and I think we overlook that so many times. Mm-hmm. Well, we just assume people understand, especially when it's a, maybe a spouse or a really close friend. It's like, okay, well, surely they're going to get it that I've had a right. bad day. And no, they don't because they've had their own day you know, coming into the situation. But a, a thing, too, that I that is remarkable to Patty and I, since we are partners in crime together and we spend so much time and we, we do a lot, is you and Paul are partners, too, in business. And Correct. it's rare to find people that, are, that have a healthy partnership that can be successful without egos getting in the way or, or just that dynamic. Because it goes back to relationships. And really, you know, we measure success by, through relationships and, and, you know, how are our relationships and even with each other and our husbands and whatever. Can you, can you address that a little bit? It's just about having a partnership with somebody and and you first of all I we know that you and Paul have the same value system which right. is 
great foundation to start with, but how do you guys even handle your partnership and friendship in business? Well, Paul, Paul is a best friend as well, and, and part, of, part of that relationship, one of the things, and you've said it, is we, we just went through the process of saying, let's just set up some, some boundaries, some healthy boundaries or some covenants, and one of the covenants that Paul and I have is that we always would give each other the benefit of the doubt, mm. specifically on, and in, 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 I'm sure you've experienced this, where someone's trying to push you one direction, maybe an employee or someone that's maybe not so happy with Paul or not so happy with me, but trying to create this wedge of discontent or mm. a discord. And Paul and I have just refused that, and we said, if I hear that, I will always lean the other way and say, I'm going to give my best friend, my business partner, my ministry partner, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I know his heart, Mm -hmm. and therefore I'm going to go first seek to understand what he said or did before I, I make that judgment or that call. And typically what happens is by doing that, we really kind of knock out about 90% of all the painful arrows that come at us each day. Mm. And and just, and Paul and I, we we do, we go to lunch at least three times a week just Mm. to step away and say, I I just need to be with you and talk with you as a friend and not let the pressures of everything else draw us down. And then both Paul's family and our family, we take a week or two weeks out and we do family vacations together just so there's a, relationship, we do small group together, we lead together, just so there's an outside connection besides a work environment. Because if it's just work, it's just not going to be there. But mm-hmm. having the equally yoked, if you will, Jane always says, Paul's your second wife. And in and, and some <laughs> relationship, as corny as that sounds, it's true. I have to treat that relationship special and protect it, just as I would protect my relationship with Jane to honor him as well as I honor Jane so that there is no division, there is no um, discord or, or pride or, yeah, I just got to check that at the door and, and say, I, I need you and you need me. Let's let's work together. I love that, Ron. You know, we only have one minute left before we go into commercial, but I want to continue on this conversation because um, so many times, you know, we get caught up in, you know, how do you, how do you be intentional? And it's all about writing these core values and having a business plan. And it's, it's an outline. It's a structure. It's the framework. And it really comes down to the relationship. And the fact that what you just said, you're honoring your best friend as well as your business partner and you're putting that, that covenant, you know, almost like a marriage. Um, you know, we have a tendency to go, oh, you are so gay. But, um, it's, <laughs> See, it's the opposite. It's this brotherly love that right. um, is rare, and people don't know what to do with it. Very right. rare. So, um, I would like to continue and and talk about that because we we get the same thing. People look at us and they, you know, that's your other spouse. Uh, Lisa just went somewhere the other day and they looked at Cal, her husband, and almost called him Patty because they were so used <laughs> to saying Lisa and Patty. So, anyway, we'll we'll come back and keep talking to Ron. Thank you. Great.
This is Girlfriended on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Are you going through a crisis? Do you have a tough question you want an answer to? This is your show. It's Brilliant Essence with Astrid Stromberg. Monday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Brilliant Essence speaks to the empowerment of women to find their highest power. Your host, Astrid Stromberg, channels answers to the toughest questions women ask of themselves. Issues ranging from divorce to gifted children to am I safe to fly to where's my soulmate, your life's mission, your lucky streak, and your highest self all come to life with Brilliant Essence. Astrid specializes in spirit communication and spirit life empowerment. She is the founder of Brilliant Essence and contributor to the book Living Our Soul Map. Unleashing the Warrior Goddess Within. For more information on Astrid and Brilliant Essence, go to BrilliantEssence.com. Giving you the power to be. It's Brilliant Essence with Astrid Stromberg. Monday afternoons at 6, 5 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. So we are intentionally talking about being intentional this morning, and we have as, as one of our special guests, Ron, who is just, he's an intentional businessman, an intentional father and husband, and best friend and all the above. And we were just ending the, the last segment just talking about even his partnership and his friendship with um, his business partner, Paul, and just how the relationship really is the key ingredient just to part of their success, if you would, if you say. And we have found just even how relationships is everything and just a good communication. And, and you had said, Ron, about even just, you know, you refuse to kind of be offended, basically, and you give each other the benefit of the doubt. And Patty and I, we have this little thing called DTR talks where you define the relationship. And there's those moments sometimes where you go, okay, we need to really talk because I need to make sure that I was hearing what you were saying because here's how I heard it. And it really clears up a lot because, when, and especially when you give each other the benefit of the doubt because you, you know that person's heart, like you said, and you calling, you know, Paul your other spouse and that is, that is, we laugh about that, but it is so true because you spend so much time with your business partner. Right. And then also what you said is about how you guys serve together. And I think so many times we're in relationships with people and we forget the serving aspect to what are we doing sometimes with our relationships and our friendships? How are we making um, the world or our communities, our families a better place by giving through them, giving back? And can you just kind of talk about some of the things how you and Paul have incorporated that element even into your working relationship and partnership? Sure. Uh, one of the things we do as, as partners is we try to cultivate um, things like 
when Central is doing a, a, a Mexico trip, we try to cultivate that with our customers or our employees and get them tied in. Or when we do our, our ministry like Legacy Adventures and tying, we, we grab our employees and say, would you want to come and serve and cook with us or, or lead with us? Or would you do a story for the boys or the girls and, and just kind of walk them alongside, almost like a, a vacuum. We're just trying to draw draw the intention of, of pulling and then by leading them and it allows them to just get another uh, a prism or a perspective that they say, well, I had no idea and, and they just, they people change. And so as partners, we try to do that intentionally with whether it's work or it's at home or we're sitting in Starbucks trying to dream of the next fun thing we're going to do and it just happens. It just happens simply because we're open to say, it's not us. Let's just follow, and uh, wherever wherever that leads, let's let's be open to that. And 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 ultimately, what happens is people draw to that. They they want to go somewhere. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's simply what we preach. And that is so true because people really do. They want to be a part of something that's moving and that's moving in the, a healthy direction. And they want to be a part of something that is bigger than them, and they can see where they make a difference. Because I think everybody was wired to, they want to, they want to matter. And I think yeah. when we can give them the opportunity to go, hey, you can do this really well, but join us in doing this. And they see where they're impacting somebody else's life. And doing it together it makes it fun. Well, you know? and telling them that you believe in them is mm-hmm. just a, a, powerful, a, a powerful statement to somebody just saying, Asking somebody, would you serve with me? Would you consider, I know this is not your job description, or I know this is, you're just a customer, but would you consider having your family come with us? And they're just, they're moved by that. They're moved that you would even care enough to say, would you? And they do. And I love that. It's it's the invite, just inviting them. Lisa and I call right. it ambushing them because sometimes, like you said, they're they're really moved by it, and they kind of look at you like, really, you're you're inviting me to come do this. And yeah. so many times, people are just waiting for that. They're waiting for the invitation and they the opportunity. Yeah, they don't know how to make that move sometimes. So that is that is great. Well, and that's and, kind of an out of the box thinking to your business that you're doing because it's not just about your business. But it's like it, you, it shows that you care about your employees beyond just what they do on the clock. And it's like right. helping them develop as a, as a whole person, which helps them and it makes them more excited about what they're going to do at work on the work right. time, which right. I think many employees, uh, employers miss that fact. It's like if I really engage and validate the whole person, I will have a, a happier employee. Which, re- which in turn will have happier customers, and it's a great yeah. approach to growing a business. Right. Well, and that's why we have that core value, think outside the, ba- the box, and just always question status quo, just saying, guys, if we could dream big, what would we do, and, and what would it look like here at work? You know, and, and I think people have been so suppressed that they don't want to kind of spread their wings and fly or give an idea and and just trying to encourage people to think, and and, and it's, it's like opening a floodgate. Once you get people involved, they just naturally continue and continue and bring others in, and, and it just it just explodes. And I, I would tell you on our 
we see that with the dads, when you invite a dad to be a part of, we have a group called Band of Brothers where dads get together and these men just commit for a year commitment to do life together. A father, if I call a dad and say, would you consider joining one of our Band of Brothers groups? I think you will love it. It will help your family. It will it'll make you become intentional. And he says, you're thinking about me? And mm-hmm. they're, they're taken back saying, really? I, I, I don't know how to do that. And, and to say, it doesn't matter. Just come as you are and just walk with other men that are committed to, to being different. Mm-hmm. And, and they do, and it just changes families. It changes the men's life, and they become engaged, and it's wonderful. Tell us a little bit more about that, Ron. I know you, you, you do a lot in, like we talked about, just being intentional in your personal life. You have the band of brothers, and you also get to, these men together with their children to, to go camping. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we take the, it's called Legacy Adventures Weekend, and it's just where these dads say, I'm going to take a, fa- uh, a son or a daughter, and they take them up north to a, on a camping trip or to our cabins, and they just spend an intentional weekend with their kids, just the two of them. And so mom and the others stay home, and dad takes them up after work on Friday or Saturday. And it's really this this, this wonderful weekend of just intentional one-on-one time through these simple little fun activities like we'll have on the father-daughter trips. We'll let the kids go up, and then on Saturday night, dad has a little candle a Hershey's Kiss, and a three-by-five card where he has written out questions that we've prompted him to ask his daughter, and they go find a little place in the woods. And they, So you get all these dads spread out, and it's just this candle, and they do a little candlelight dinner together. Uh. And the dads simply ask their daughters these open-ended, sweet questions that are just this profound, and the daughters just love it. And then... And they just have a wonderful time. We can't even get the dads to stop talking. Mm-hmm. And and it's just this, this amazing night that they have. And, and the, the daughters love it. And so those kind of trips just become catalysts to the dad saying, wow, I watched my daughter's eyes just light up. And she would hold me and she just wouldn't let go. You mm. know, that kind of thing. So it, and and it just melts the dad. And little girls crave that, and I say little girls, it doesn't matter really what age you are. You're always going to crave that. You want to be adored. You want that that man, that, that love of your life, the mm-hmm. look in your you eyes. You want to the sparkle of your daddy's eyes. Yes, yeah. and, um, and yet we don't take the time um, to do that. And, and sometimes, you know, people hear that and they go, oh, that's just so manufactured. And yet, right. oh, okay, well, when's the last time you've done that? And it is actually, instead of looking at it as it's manufactured, look at it as you're giving them the permission because they're seeing other dads do this as well right. as other little girls that are just soaking this in. And that, that is powerful. That, that it, is an amazing story. Yeah, and it, it's moving. You'll see, uh, you'll see the dad's reviews on the weekends, and they'll say, you know, that was the highlight of my life. Mm-hmm. I will never forget that moment. Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is really creating the environment. I mean, that's really what the Legacy Adventures Weekends are. We'll create the environment and allow God just to show up and speak into the lives of these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that you're kind of recreating what real men do. 
because you go, you know, there's this, you know, this thought that real men are, you got to be really tough all the time and talk rough and talk this way. And it's like afraid to be tender with even like your daughter, but you're saying, no, these are real, real men and tough men do these things. And I think yeah. that's really significant and giving men permission to, to be tender and yeah. especially with their kids and show that side of them, which is well, very, so strength. Yeah, and you see all different walks of, of men coming up there, these guys that are the the police chief to um, a construction guy all the way through the business executive. He's a stockbroker that has provided financially but has missed emotionally. Mm. And he realizes it graciously, not by being condemned or saying you missed the boat, but rather saying God just graciously says, this is what your daughter needs. This is <laughs> this is what I want you to teach your daughter. And once we once we engage that father's heart, he realizes by the grace of God that he can change, and he does, mm-hmm. and he commits mm-hmm. right there and says, "Honey, I am I'm here for you." And uh, and that's how it continues for the year after year after mm-hmm. year. And you know, it's sad because so many men. I think that's the mentality: is I have to be the protector, the provider, and it that right. means financially. And for a child, they could care less about the the financial aspect. They want the emotional and the heartfelt, and just like you, you know, you said it goes from the the tough to tender. They they want that tenderness. Um, yeah. You know, we we have about a minute thirty seconds left, and uh, this has been so phenomenal to be able to talk to you, Ron. And for those listeners that are out there, I, I know that they're going to want to learn a little bit more about your legacy adventures, so they can go on the Girlfriend It site and learn a little bit more about Ron and um, how he is intentional, and especially about the legacy adventures. But I want to just um, close on one more of your core values, which you have praise in public and correct in private. And this not only is phenomenal to work in, in the business aspect of it, but also in home. Just in 30 seconds, tell us a little bit about how you praise in public and you correct in private. Yeah, it really just comes back to the relationship side of saying, I respect you, I care about you, and I love you. And besides the issue that we're dealing with at hand, I want to honor our relationship and talk it through between the two of us, not in an audience, not in a, I want to position myself so we can reconcile and keep moving forward. I love that. And we just want to thank you again, Ron, for being part of our show. And we hope that people are walking away going, it's relationship or the profit. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. We'll thank be right you. back. Thank you. This is Girlfriended on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central, part of the Her Inside Network on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. 
and two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, fairytalewishesinc.com. And for Deanna, thenextbigzing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it in no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the green with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a bug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. We are having a fantastic Thursday morning, and our next guest is Carrie Seethers, an elementary school teacher who did the remarkable by going to get her teaching degree when she was 33 years old. She is passionate about girls and helping them to discover who they are and what they are capable of. And, Carrie, it is such an honor to have you, and we just have to ask you the question, what created this passion in you? Oh, good morning. Well, um, for me, I was um, a very young, insecure girl with very low self-esteem. And, um, you know, like you said, I went back to school at 33 years old and, um Truly so remarkable, Carrie, because so many really, times... really, really is. That says a lot. Yeah. So Thank many times you. we go, oh, I can't do that. I'm going to be in, in college with a bunch of 20-year-olds. I missed my time period, you know, for that. Well, I thought that for a long time. I actually really did. Um, I went through some very difficult situations after high school, being in um, a domestic violence situation. I got pregnant very young, and I really thought that I had missed the boat. Um, I had to kind of fight my way out of that, and... Um, the domestic violence situation, it didn't last long, but it was enough to really break me down. I was a really, I was a pretty strong girl in high school, but I did have that low self-esteem, but I still had that personality that kind of shone. People really liked me. Um, mm-hmm. But once I was in, you know, I got pregnant in high school, I got married. Um, very quickly after, I realized the relationship was not a healthy one. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I didn't stay long. I, I left when my son was four months pregnant, which means I was really only in the relationship or married for about, well, less than a year. Mm. And, um, it, the, of course, the emotional abuse started way before, and that's something that's really important to note, is the emotional abuse started at the very beginning of the relationship. 
And then um, the domestic violence started. And I left because I had this four-year-old son, and, or four-month-old son, that I didn't want to have in that, in that environment. So well, I have a question to ask. When you say, because there, there are listeners out there, and they might be in the same situation. When you say the emotional abuse started before the, the physical abuse, wh- like what would be a scenario that people can find and, a, and, and open up tag, to that? Well, and to tag on to that, if you saw that, what, what made you say, I'm going to stay in this relationship? Well, I didn't see it at the time. I see it now, and, and having been educated to it. But a, a couple examples would be um, he, he kind of isolated me from my friends. Mm-hmm. He made it seem like I was the most important thing and he was the most important thing. And if we were truly in love, then that's all we really needed. And he discouraged me from hanging out with my friends because why would I do that? He's the most important thing. And I, as a, throughout high school and junior high, I loved to write. And I would write stories and poems and all kinds of, and journals. And um, he was looking at them one day. I was sharing them with him. And he asked me to throw them all away. Oh, wow. He said, I want you to get rid of all of these because our life starts now. Wow. And you don't need all of this stuff from before. Our life starts now. What's interesting about that is that we we see that all the time. It seems like it's this power, this I'm going to dominate you, and it usually starts with I'm going to create this island. And And you have to choose. You have to choose because you can't share your love. It has to be me and nobody else. And I think that is a huge thing for listeners to hear, that if they're in that situation, um, kind of it's a red flag that it's maybe they need to flag. get some support, get in a support group, get, get some help there. But, um, okay, so then I, we keep interrupting. We're, you're never going to No, that's okay. In fact, <laughs> you brought up a support it's group, so which is really interesting because I went, after I left him, I um, went through a support group for like 16 weeks. I went once a week to these amazing women who had been beaten to beyond recognition in the emergency room, had been stabbed, shot, repeatedly mm-hmm. raped by, their, by the people who said they loved them. Mm-hmm. And um, at one point in the... And I had only stayed, you know, less than a year. And, and I, although I had experienced true abuse, he had punched me and kicked me, and, you know, he had abused me. I had never been shot or stabbed. So I was feeling that insecure feeling took over immediately in this, in this group, and I said, you know what? I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. I should not be here with you women. You guys have experienced so much more than I have, and I really feel silly sitting here telling you that I've been punched, you know, when all of these things you've experienced. And it was the most amazing moment for me when they, they came back at me. And these are women who had been in their relationships for 10, 12, 15 years or longer. And they said, um, you know what, Carrie, we admire you for leaving. You had the strength to go when you did. And if you had stayed, you would have experienced these things. Wow. And it was incredibly powerful. And it's something that I kept. I thought, okay, I do. I have strength. And this is right. And and it's not my fault, and, you know, I did the right thing by leaving. And that really helped me from wanting to go back because there's a pull because he kept wanting me back. And, you know, the, the power and the abuse continues even after you leave because they, they want you to continue to be under their control. Well, and it, and it kind of beats you down because it plays on your emotions. I mean, it, it's very manipulated, and it's easy to fall into that 
crap again. But like you said, I, I bet it's not who I am. I'm not that person. And you had to be intentional to go, who do I want to be? Do I want to be that woman that I'm seeing sitting in that emergency room, uh-huh. which can end up being, or, or do I value myself more than that to go, I am more than this, and I do not deserve to be treated this way? Absolutely. And, that's and I think we have to, to ask ourselves these questions so many times. We just, we, it, you know, talking about being intentional, we just kind of default to the whatever mode. And go, oh, whatever, I guess that's what, I deserve it. And we hear that from women, I guess I deserved it. And you mm-hmm. go, no, no one deserves that. No. Not one woman should have to experience that. I remember sitting across the table from a gal one time that was telling me about it, and she had um, scars, and she had marks on her arm and bruises. And I looked at her, and I said, I have never had a single little mark from my husband. And that is not a normal thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I only have a couple of bruises. And I think women get into that cycle where they start justifying, rationalizing it out. How would you address that to women? I mean, what gave you the strength and the confidence to say, this is not who I am? Well, luckily, I, I didn't grow up in an abusive home. So it, I recognized that that was wrong. But it took me a while because um, the abusers feed you that, those lies. And they tell you that, oh, I'm still, they play that, I'm so sorry, it'll never happen again. And, you know, and they do feed you that, if you hadn't done this, I wouldn't have hit you game. And, and they do that very well. And I guess what I, I would say is I felt like it was wrong, so I left. And I was lucky enough to have a friend, and really it was, it was very divine. It was God working, absolutely perfect timing, because we were in the middle of a fight the day I, a girlfriend that I had not seen in a really long time showed up at my door, and we were in the middle of this huge brawl, and she came in, and I opened the door, and I said, he's hitting me, you need to get me and my son out of here, and she said, come on, and I got really lucky that that, that had happened, because um, it's, it's not easy to leave, but somehow you have to find the strength to make a plan, or talk to somebody. Because it's not always easy to just pack your bags and go because the abuse and the manipulation and the the power is so strong. And really, once you're in that physical situation, you don't feel strong enough to go. And you don't feel brave enough to go. And you don't think that you have um, the means to go. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you find one person... Talking about that, just being, you know, intentionally being intentional. And I think in that situation, um, and it's hard because they've isolated you now, but to get some great friendships and and support, which leads to the the next question. Um, You became very passionate for for young girls, and sometimes it, it is because of our pain and the struggles that we've dealt with in our own life that then leads us to to serve others in that same area. Um, what, do, what are you doing now to, to help other girls? Well, I, I really realized I, I wanted to help young girls when I started teaching, and I saw myself in them. I saw their hurt, and I recognized myself as a child in them. And I thought, oh, my goodness, they're exactly where I was at that time. And mm-hmm. so on a daily basis in school, I'll say that I try to build girls up and tell them that they're beautiful and tell them that they're strong and that they have purpose. And they really connect with that. They really, they, they latch on to it. They're dying for it. They want it so badly. They want to know that they're important. And um, it's a really positive thing. 
And I will say that the writing, I had mentioned before that I loved to write when I was in high school and stuff, and I've kind of come back to that. I, I went years without picking up a pen because I didn't think that was important to me. Yeah. And I've been through some experiences that have encouraged me to write, and I've been writing, and, and I'm going up to work in a correctional facility this week, uh, actually tomorrow, I'm going to go meet with um, 112 to 18-year-old girls um, to do a writing workshop with them and teach them how to express themselves on paper mm. and how to put those emotions that they have on paper, which is something that really helped me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And don't you find when you write, you just start writing that the emotions just start coming out that you don't even realize that are there. So that is such a healing process to do because you don't have to be this, um, you know, incredible writer, you just start writing what's coming out of your heart and, and how it just, it starts flowing and then you, and then you don't feel so alone too because other people are writing and you start sharing those stories and that's, we just love that about you where you've taken, you know, a, a difficult situation that could have defined you, you could have allowed that to define uh-huh. you and gone into that victim mentality but you have said, I will not allow that and you've been very intentional with using that, that experience, life experience to not only help yourself, but to help others. And you know what, Carrie, we only have um, 30 seconds left here. It has been uh, fantastic talking to you, and I, and I hope that the listeners are really taking away how to become intentional and that today they can stop and look at what can I do today so at the end of the day I go, I was intentional at blank. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we obviously we love quotes, so I have to, this mm-hmm. one quote says, we will not be remembered by our words but by our kind deeds. Life is not measured by the breaths we take, but by the moments that we take our breath. And and every breath counts. And we just want to um, thank you, Carrie, for being on the show and just sharing your heart and the struggles that you've gone with. And you can read more about Carrie's story and connect with Carrie on our site at girlfriended.com. Thank so, you. Thanks, Carrie. And you have a great week, and especially tomorrow as you're out there doing the remarks with those young girls. See you next Bye. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show designed.